From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, students from Woodland Hills Middle School present an original talk show. But first, teens talk about gentrification around Pittsburgh. Their conversation is from a Youth Express live broadcast that aired in January. Hello, my name is Destiny Best. I'm 16 years old. I'm a junior at Nazareth Prep. Hi, I'm Marie Kaminsky, and I'm 18 years old, and I am a senior literary artist at Pittsburgh Kappa. Hi, I'm Benjamin Guccio. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a junior at Winchester Thurston. Hi, I'm Leandra Mira. I'm an 18-year-old senior on online school. <laughs> All right, well, today we're going to be discussing gentrification, immigration, education. Gentrification, I can personally relate to because, like, I see it all the time. I live on the north side. I don't think it's as popular on the north side than it is in, like, East Liberty and the Hill. And Oakland. And Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. <laughs> it's, like, just crazy because it's, like, they're just kicking everybody out. Yeah, I remember I went to a meeting over the summer and, um, like, around friendship. I remember I said, like, oh, this area is so nice. And someone was like, yeah, it was just, like, recently gentrified really badly and now it's super expensive. I was like, oh, okay. So that's why they have all these, like, new complexes and, like, yeah. Yeah. I also live on the north side, and I live in Northview. So I don't really see the gentrification at all. But also, I guess I kind of see the repercussions of gentrification, of people getting pushed out of their houses and being forced to live in places that I guess, not that Northeast is as undesirable as people might think it is, because it's actually not as bad as its reputation gives it, but people being forced to like move into houses in areas that they wouldn't normally put their children and their families in, that sort of thing, like being forced out of like the area that you know and put into an area that you don't know. I think also one of the issues is kind of the amount of education or knowledge about the issues regarding gentrification because it's such a big issue especially here in Pittsburgh however there are so many students teachers parents kids that don't really know how it works and what happens and not only the people involved but the people kind of that aren't directly involved and I think one of the biggest problems to take on with that is how to teach people about it and how to let them know the amount of bad repercussions that come out but then also how it is a mixed battle because there's so many different kind of thoughts, ideas, and sides that come to this of like, are you making it better? Well, yes, but no, because you're getting rid of the people. And the way that it's done is just, there's so little transparency oftentimes that I think one of the biggest things to tackle is kind of how to spread one kind of message that most people can understand and that is true to many sides of a story. 
Yeah, I mean, even I'll be honest, like, I don't know enough about gentrification. I know I need to educate myself more on the topic. I think living out in South Hills, especially around, like, USC, Mount Lebo, and, like, Peters, it's, like, a mostly white majority at the schools, at least when I was there. So you don't really, like, see it now. You see sort of, like, the repercussions of, like, schools with no diversity. Even, like, someone was telling me that, um, the reason why Mount Lebo has no school buses, it's like a walking district, is because years ago, it actually is a really dark history, but years ago, they didn't want black students and minority students to be able to go there. So they only wanted it for like people that can afford to like have a house right there and like the oh, rich white wow. people can walk there. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I said it a That's couple weeks crazy. ago. I was like, it's so nice that it's like a walking district and like there's no school buses and everyone has to like bike or walk to school. And then someone was like, well, actually, that was done because, because, yeah. yeah. So then you see, like, the fallout of that and having a school where, like, it's, I don't know the exact percentage, but, like, for every 100 students, 97 of them are white. Yeah, I mean, like, even within Kappa, even though it's, like, actually more diverse than where I was going because I was going to a Catholic school, it doesn't exist anymore. I went to St. Sebastian for nine years and... There were no people of color in my school. There was one family. They were Mexican that I know of that were of color who Mm -hmm. went to that school. But now that I'm in Kappa and it's even a more diverse environment from there, it's still not a very diverse school at all. And it's also like that you're having this issue where a lot of kids are coming from like Squirrel Hill, especially, and like the South Side. And I'm the only one, me and maybe two other people I know of come from my neighborhood in Northview. Wow. And I know who they are and I ride the school bus with them every day, but it's like we're having to like face like people who are able to like walk to the grocery store and we like yeah. for fresh vegetables and we just like can't. You guys have like a completely different yeah. experience of like growing up and living just yeah. from like the zip code you're from. Yeah. Adding on to that, like gentrification it's bad in Pittsburgh, but also to remember that it's something in every kind of city and it's something that we have to look at and deal with and learn from each other not just the ones in Pittsburgh but how it's being seen in different places. I was fortunate enough to kind of be able to go and see what has happened in New Orleans just after kind of Katrina and even years later most people don't think about oh well Katrina that was so long ago 2005 whatever it doesn't almost seem like it could be there you know it's over 10 years but seeing kind of everything that came out of that you can't really even call it gentrification. For example, like in the Ninth Ward, the entire neighborhood, everything there, it was lost, demolished. And what the city did, what they kind of tried to do was essentially an extreme version of gentrification. They completely changed the demographic of neighborhoods. It went from almost 98, 99% African-American to almost 50%. You're getting 20% amount of people coming back to the old neighborhoods. And you're changing the layout and demographic of all these neighborhoods that used to be something that used to have a culture, vibe, something that was there by kind of actions done by the government, the people around, just for kind of money, you take away all of this kind of culture that was there before. And you see that here in Pittsburgh as well. You look at East Liberty and what it was before now. And yeah, you could say, wow, it's great. You know, like we have what a target now. We have this, we have that, like cool. But what 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 was taken away look at what was kind of stolen and robbed from that area yeah and i mean even on the north side even though we're not we haven't been as thoroughly gentrified as like places like east liberty i mean 
we still have some of it. I know like up on Federal Street, they put in all these really nice new, like almost, I guess they're kind of like townhouse condo type things near the library. But the thing about those is that they're mixed income, but they had to really fight to get them to be in mixed income, kind of almost to buffer the effects of the whole wiping out of like these old buildings and building new ones up, kind of to like make sure that the people who were living there who couldn't afford like a half a million dollar house could still stay within their area sort of thing. But they had to really fight to make sure that they were mixed income. Yeah, I mean, with what Ben said, I've never really thought about that, how like after natural disasters, the relief efforts, like, I mean, we saw it with Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, yeah. but like the way that our government chooses which places to sort of revive and give relief to and how that like completely corresponds with who's living there and who they potentially want to live there. Like you said, how yeah. they completely change the demographics of specific places as you were like describing it's like not even gentrification anymore at that point it's just like wiping out it's just like like the history of the yeah. place it's just like more than that and that looking point. at kind of the education aspect of it too you see that especially for like new orleans the white neighborhoods the districts that had a lot of money you had nine or ten schools running within the year ones that were kind of demolished and rebuilt but then you go to places like the lower ninth and you may have one out of nine schools that's running almost just starting this year because the amount of money that goes into that, you see these areas that are demolished and it's not just the way of life that gets kind of ruined in the sense of your daily life of living there and just being kind of a citizen there, but the education you get, the car you drive, everything that's related to life is in a way based on how you can live and if you don't have the right to education, if all of that is taken away, if your property is gone, which almost means everything in America. It's so hard to have anything left, and it takes away so much of your freedom and everything that is there that you can kind of call your own. Yeah, yesterday at the Women's March, um, there was a man who's running for some political seat. I'm forgetting what his name was. But he uh, said something that really resonated with me that I don't hear a lot, but he said, you know, we're outside right now, we're all freezing, and then we're going to go to like Starbucks or go back home and warm up and there's people who like don't have that yeah. option to like go like, and like, get out like, of the freezing rain. Some and people like are continuing to be frozen because they don't have yeah. XYZ. They don't have these things that we, and we did actually go to Starbucks and we did actually warm up. And yeah, it was like crazy did. and it was just like, oh dang. And then someone else, I don't know if you remember, he spoke like a couple people before me and he said, in the last year or two, there's been like 10,000 minorities yeah. that have left Pittsburgh. And if it was 10,000 white people who left Pittsburgh in a year, people would be asking the question of like, why, why are they leaving? What do we have to do to fix this? But it's almost like a silent, gentrification is a silent issue of like, no one is looking out for them. No one's asking like, why is this happening? What's yeah. the solution? On our last segment, students from Woodland Hills Middle School discuss a variety of topics, including sports, mental health, and the future of Pittsburgh. Welcome to the CML Podcast, starring me, Chad, Laurent, Micah. Today, we're at Woodland Hills Intermediate School. CML Podcast. Podcast. All youth express. All youth. All the time.
what is the best sport. The best sport, in my opinion, is football. I've been playing football since I was five. When I was a baby, I used to always play with the little football, and it's fun. I love scoring touchdowns. I love when the fans scream my name. Chess, 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 chess. No, I play for Wilkinsburg. I play for Wilkinsburg all my life. I play right receiver and safety. The best sport to me is, I guess, football, because that's all I've been playing all my life. Well, that and baseball, but um, football's better than baseball because I get the ball more. You're a quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. I think it's basketball. I don't like soccer because <laughs> it is good. very dangerous. It's very I dangerous. I am not gonna lie. It what is. Because like when they when they jump in the air, I, 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 I feel like I feel like them pros that be headbutting the ball like that don't hurt, and then you could get kicked anywhere: your arm, your leg, your head. Spider-Man kick your chest. Because football, you got like equipment, a helmet, yeah. and stuff like you're protected. Soccer, all you got is shins. So if you get kicked, it's over. And it's cleats, so it's all hard and spiky. Yeah. And then when when they say goal, you gotta say goal for like five minutes. <laughs> and then I don't want to waste my breath because when I waste my breath, then I ain't gonna be able to run up and down the soccer field. Do you slide on the ground? Then they be sliding, scraping their knees. Yeah. Then they scream. Yeah. Then they scream. They be like goal. <laughs> and then everybody in the stands be saying it too. You ever want to play hockey just to fight someone? Yeah. <laughs> But hockey is scary. Meet me in the hockey ring. <laughs> Do y'all think Donald Trump should be impeached? Yes. What does that mean? Not be president no more? Oh, then yeah. Yes, yes. He's the worst president. And he does unnecessary stuff. My favorite president? John F. Kennedy. Who is that? <laughs> no, he liked Johnny Cage off of Mortal Kombat. He liked Johnny Cage. I'll crush him in one. All right, let's dance. What do you think Pittsburgh will be like in 100 years? Old, racist. <laughs> no, I think it would be much, Pittsburgh would be much better 100 years later than it was now. Because yeah. there's like so much people trying to do stuff that makes Pittsburgh better now. That a hundred years later, and it'll there's be more diseases. Finally, perfection. I mean, nothing's perfect, but it'll be at least stop oh. all the shootings and and all the cracked sidewalks that I always trip over. You're already depressed. You're just walking home listening to your music, and then you trip over the sidewalk. <laughs> and then you get home, play your Xbox. You don't got no better. <laughs> you try to hop on your phone. Your phones are like five percent. You don't got charger. Try to eat. Take your mind off of it. Refrigerator's empty. <laughs> have you ever had depressed days? This goes for grown-ups too. Have you ever had depressed days? One time, I was super hungry, so I took my last dollar. I went to go get a drink. I was walking. I stepped in the puddle, but I had slides on, so that made it worse. So then, finally got to the store after like 10 minutes of walking, grabbed the drink. This had to happen to everybody. I grabbed the drink. It said a dollar and seven cent on it, and I only had a dollar. How do you stop being depressed? I just go to sleep. Um, it's either I go watch the news with my grandma downstairs. I don't know. She just always make me laugh. She's just a good person to be around when you're sad. Or go to sleep. Exactly. Try to have a positive dream. I just I've go never to had sleep. a depressed day. You're lucky. Have you ever cried over a game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, after a basketball game or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, we could have made it to the championship. 
It was the playoffs, and we lost by one point. The team wasn't even good. Oh, we always lose to them teams that are not even good. Like the Steelers. Yeah. If I ever lost the Steelers, I would quit. Is their defense losing Bud Dupree? I don't think they got enough money to keep him. Who? I think that's what the news said. Who? Bud Dupree. 48 Who's Steelers. That? 48 what? on the Steelers. <laughs> Bud Dupree. I don't. You don't know who John F. Kennedy is. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes this episode of the CML Podcast. Starring Chaz. Ron. Micah. Tune in next time on Youth Express. Catch the future. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.